This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. I'm Ben. I'm Ashley. And uh, I'm currently sitting in Indiana watching it rain. This is one of the most peaceful, peaceful spring days I have been a part of. I feel very relaxed right now. That's so nice. Ben, um, when are you ever home? Are you ever home anymore? Do you have a home? Should you be even paying rent? <laughs> I, I don't pay rent. Oh, I, I the own mortgage. House. Oh, look uh, at you. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy man. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I a lot right now. I, it, it's we're on, we're on a little speaking tour for Generous um, currently, and so I hit up uh, this week, I was in St. Louis. It just sounded Nashville, like you were on Indiana. helium. Yeah, it literally sounded like you swallowed helium. <laughs> Something really weird Wait, just I... happened. It oh, was almost as if somebody took the phone away from you and started talking for you. It was bananas, and we're going to keep it in because it was entertaining. <laughs> I don't know what happened. If it happens, <laughs> let me know, but that could be a lot of fun. So, yeah. um, I'm on the back end of a speaking tour. So I started in St. Louis. I visited... Um, Missouri University met some huge fans of the podcast. Cool. Uh, huge fans of Ashley. I think you no. actually saw a couple of their tweets. Yes, I uh, did. That said, like, hey, make make sure you tell Ashley that she is the heart and soul of this podcast, and you're just along for the ride. And I said, thanks for that. <laughs> um, and, and then I, uh, I went to Nashville and spoke at Belmont University, drove up to Indianapolis and smoked, spoke at the Ronald You smoked McDonald at House. the Ma- Ronald McDonald I, House? What are you speaking about? <laughs> you went on a generous uh, so coffee I, tour. Yeah. So what we're speaking about is generous coffee and how for-purpose, for-profit business can actually be the funding engine to nonprofits and how that looks uh, from a business standpoint. And then also how people can get involved in any like cause that is actually doing good in the world. And so we're trying to push people to take that step out and actually get involved in something. And that's what we're speaking about. Tonight is my last. Uh, speaking engagement, and then I'm back to Denver uh, for a youth conference for two days. So, and then I'm out to see you all in LA, and I'll be in studio in just two weeks. I'm pumped, and I won't be. <laughs> Why does it have to work like that, Ben? I do want to go back no, to like absolutely. you paying a mortgage and rent and blah blah. blah. I got an apartment mm-hmm. last week. I got a new apartment. I needed more space, and yeah. I got the craziest deal on it. It's just like mind blowing. And I'm really concerned. Well, first I was concerned that somebody died in it. And I paid $11 for this website called Died in House. What? <laughs> Easton's actually what? familiar with this. Did you see my tweet? You, you've heard uh, it, but you've done no, it before? Don't, don't pause here. Keep going. Keep okay. going. Okay. Okay. This well, is, I just want to let you know, Easton... Is too not, good to be true. Decent is not on the mic right now, but he has also found a house that was too good to be true and has used Dyden House before. <laughs> this is not an ad for Dyden House. Oh. But um, the more and more I told people about this deal that I got, the more people were like, huh? And then they're like, are you sure nobody died in your house? I was like, I think they have to tell you. But then I looked up the law and the law in California is that you don't have to, you have to tell them if somebody died in the house as recently as three years. Um, But if it's before that, then if you ask, they have to tell you, but they don't have to volunteer, uh, voluntarily tell you. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I better go use this $11 for died in house. Nobody died in it. Still think it must be haunted though. Like there's gotta be like a poltergeist in it anyway this is amazing no were you, were you like anxious when you got the results i mean are, were you <laughs> yes, I was. In, waiting to see if, if like there was a recent death okay and then my second question because the house i live in in colorado somebody did die in it no! and, uh, no! yeah did you get an amazing deal no big deal i mean no i honestly i don't well <laughs> nowadays i did that the housing market in Denver is just incredible for for everybody. But <laughs> it doesn't freak me out that it doesn't freak me out that much. Would it have like caused you to turn away if somebody were to pass away in your home? I mean, it's a great question. My sister, who is going to be living in one of the bedrooms, she was hoping it was haunted because that's like her whole life is revolved around murder mystery shows, and she loves ghosts. Like she's. All she wants in a man is somebody who will go ghost hunting with her. So it was her dream to have somebody die in the house. Um, but no, I was terrified. And when I was watching it load, because it took like 30 seconds for it to really research, um, I was freaking out. I would have had to. What am I supposed to do? Call the realtor and be like, so just use diedinhouse.com. Found out there was somebody who died in the house. Don't want it anymore. 
I don't know. It would have been the thought that I didn't really fully think. I didn't fully think think through it. Why would you not want it though? That's my people come over to my house. (laughs) A little backstory here. People come over to my house. I tell them the story because my house was built in 1904. There's a family that lived there for 50 years. Yeah, the, the 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 family that lived there for 50 years. The mom and dad actually both passed away in my in my house. Um, this was told to me by the neighbors who've also lived there for a while. And it doesn't freak me out. It's actually, for me, kind of like sweet that somebody cared for that house for so long consistently. Why that, would you have not wanted this to be in the house? That is so Ben Higgins of you. Do you guys want to know a little <laughs> sort of weird thing I did? Sure. I went in Nicole Brown Simpson's house. For fun? It was for sale. It's oh, in my you neighborhood. Just wanted to look. So I went in to look. And they didn't tell you because it had had enough owners in between. There's been enough owners yeah, in between. Yeah, I think there's been a few. And it's been so many years that a lot of people at the open house, this was years ago, didn't know that they were in the house. I just knew because I knew where it was. Yeah, like I don't think I would know just based on the news and all the stories about it. If I saw the house, I wouldn't know that was the house. Maybe if I saw the backyard, the patio area. No, I wouldn't. They but if I was in Westwood. They changed it. Oh, they did? Oh, And okay. it's Brentwood. Oh, it's Brentwood. Okay, sorry. My but apologies. Yeah, so You're right. Brentwood. I didn't feel her presence or anything, but I wish I did. Kind of. uh, well, we could talk about this forever, Ben. We have so many guests, but now this is such an interesting topic. I only have one more question for you. Do you ever feel the What's spirits? Uh, like in my life. Yes, I feel the Holy Spirit often in my life, actually. Again, um, so Ben Higgins of you. Do you, he- do you feel the spirits of the people who died in your house? Um... No, but I definitely believe in ghosts. One hundred percent, I believe in ghosts. Uh, my dad, and, and real quick, just to close this, set, but my dad is somebody that does not overdramatize situations, and he swears to me that when he was he used to open up hotels for a living, and he's open up hotel, he's the only one in the hotel, and it was built on an old graveyard, and they had to kind of move. I don't know how that works, but they I supposedly had to move some of the 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 gravestones and the bodies. Oh my the god, the ghost can't and deal with he that. Was walking up. No, and he was walking up the stairs one night, and a ghost or a big white cloud that was super cold rushed through him and his buddy that were walking up the stairs, and they both fell to the ground. Wow. So something's going on in this world that we can't see, so we all might want to watch out for. I'm telling you right now, this is such a good topic, Ashley. If, if any of our listeners out there believe in ghosts, or I want to also know if you would move out of your house because you found out somebody died in it, email us. At Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. I want to hear this. Me I think too. we're going to get some crazy stories out there. Um, and we're also going to get some crazy stories today, some really awesome stories from some of our guests. We uh, want to start out this podcast uh, with interviewing one of Bachelor Nation's most beloved participants, one that everybody has wanted to find love for for a long time. She has found love, and that is Tinley Malzahn. Hi, you guys. Hello, beautiful Bursting, joyful bubble. That was the weirdest <laughs> thing that's ever come out of my mouth. You forever. I know, but that's how I feel about you. You're a bursting, beautiful bubble of joy. Oh, Ash, thank you. I've been <laughs> loving listening to your guys' podcast. Aw, so thank you for putting good stuff out there. I love hearing both of you guys coming to life and just being you, like, through and through. So that's been fun for me to listen and especially kind of still be a part of the Bachelor world in that way. I remember in Paradise, my first season and your only season, when I left, uh, you gave me the best advice. You were like, take this as, what did you call it? A whimsical what? Whimsical, that's right. What did I say? (laughs) I, uh, oh my goodness, but it was something about, I was very into, there was a phrase that I had at that time. And it was so good. And what it meant was that, like, each person, each guy you meet and are interested in, uh, you discover a part of that person that you'd like to find in someone else who has, like, everything that you want. But, like, each person, you discover something. And then one day, that'll help you find the person who has all these traits. It was just such a good term, whimsical something. But anyway, does your fiance Taylor Leopold have all of that? Did you find that that's actually come to fruition? Absolutely. In fact, it was on our first date that I felt really creeped out almost because I was like sitting there just enjoying him and falling for him in that moment and then going, did he read my prayer journal or something? Because he's like 
checking off these boxes of things, that, these characteristics that I've prayed for. So, yeah, he is uh, dreamy and fabulous, and, um, yeah, <laughs> he, he marks all of the boxes and more. And that's the thing, Ash, you'll find, I don't know what your dating life is right now, but I truly, truly believe for everyone, like, that you're just going to, God's going to give you even more than you could have ever imagined. You might think, ah, this is it. And then, and then God just goes, no, I have something a little bit even more for you. So anyway, that's for all the hope, all those people out there that need a little extra hope in this season of life that they might be in. I mean, tell us a little bit the backstory of how you and Taylor have gotten together. Uh, you know, how did you date? How did you court? Uh, and then you you haven't been engaged that long uh, by, <laughs> you know, a societal sense, correct? So just kind of walk everybody through your journey with Taylor. Perfect. So um, we met in January 2016, and it was through a mutual um, a mutual friend. And I was actually really not into being set up, and I was kind of just over it. And I don't know how I expected to meet somebody because I was, like, shutting things down. But mm-hmm. um, I was just in a, a space with this mutual friend. Um, I could trust him. The boys were in Bible study together, and that was important to me. And they um, they went to the same church and stuff. So I let the setup happen, and he just pursued. And it was very quick that um, he he just pursued me and didn't stop. So quickly turned into uh, an official relationship. And then we've always we've dated with the intention of getting married. So it's kind of funny as people are like, well, your engagement's so short. But from the very beginning, we've had... Mm. Um, this intention and our, our mindset has been on that. And so that's kind of, I think it's special. And then um, we got engaged this January and we're getting married this weekend. So pulled a wedding together in like four months, um, which is very doable. So actually one thing I don't get is long uh, long and <laughs> That's so interesting. Well, thank you for plugging the I Don't Get It podcast. But also, you brought up a topic that Ben and I have been discussing have been discussing on this podcast, which is how long should an engagement be, and should an engagement only be the period of time where wedding planning happens? And I think mm-hmm. you just answered your personal opinion mm-hmm. is for it to just be the wedding planning process. Yeah. So I think some people wait until that, like they kind of give uh, their relationship another trial. Through um, through engagement, but that's a lot of pressure. Taylor and I actually did like a premarital course mm-hmm. uh, through our church, and I highly recommend that to, for anybody, whether or not you uh, you're involved at a church or whatever. But to just do like a premarital something before you even get engaged, because once you get that engagement process, um, and it's a little harder in bachelor world, but um, <laughs> kind of getting to know somebody and then getting engaged and then getting married, but. Um, if you have that opportunity to kind of explore the harder questions before you have that ring on your finger, I think it allows for that pressure to be put to the side because you haven't officially announced like, Hey, we're getting married. So, um, it gives, it gives you some time to really, really put those tools to work and also really explore the deep stuff. Um, and yeah, so, um, yeah, I think that wedding planning or engagement time is wedding planning, although it's also a very, very special season, so make it what you want. But I think that the questions should be answered by then, if you know what I mean. Oh, totally. Um, what's so interesting is that I feel like you're like a girl who maybe hasn't been on TV for like three years, but people were so excited to see that ring on your finger because... Well, we've seen you on, you know, Jig Pelvaca season, Bachelor yeah. Pad, and then Bachelor mm-hmm. in Paradise. And we've just followed your journey. And you're such a rootable character. And I think we all thought it was just the cute. All your pictures in the past two years with Taylor have been the cutest. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I was like, that's it. Like, every time I would pass by your pictures, I'd be like, when is the picture with the ring? And then there it was. It was very oh. exciting. Yeah. Thanks, Ashley. No, it's been really special that people have been so... I, I actually was shocked. It was like, wow, man, I must have been really desperate or something for all this. No. So excited for the day to come. But, you know, it's been my my love story has been a journey. Um, 
And a lot of it didn't go from way back before I was on The Bachelor. It didn't go the way that I um, I wanted it to go. But I just think that it's um, something special to get to share. And I'm so grateful that so many people want to know about it because it's, it's a redeeming story. And I think that there's a lot of brokenness and heartache and stuff and just like... And all those moments of desperation, I've had them, of just being able to be, like, believe in something greater than you could even imagine. So, um, thanks. Thank you for watching and being a part of the journey and looking for that ring. <laughs> you, uh, you know, you mentioned there, Tinley, we have a lot of listeners on this podcast that are, are single women um, from all ages and, and single men. Um, from all ages, and, and they write into us a lot kind of with their relationship stories and, and looking for advice. You just mentioned the word there that I think really stands out to me is that desperation, that a lot of people out there are feeling, and, and they're feeling anxious, and they're they're asking themselves, and they're asking God the question, why not me, or is there anybody out there for me? And, and Tinley, I know you spoke uh, just there about your feeling desperate, like desperate at times, or you, you wondering if anybody's out there for you. Do you have any advice? For those single people out there of all ages, just kind of waiting, wondering, am I ever going to meet up my partner? Oh, so much advice, <laughs> or not necessarily advice, but thoughts on that could take a little while. But I think the greatest thing, so it was um, after, you know, I um, I think it was kind of after we all met. Well, I'd known Ashley before, but after I'd met you, Ben, like, there was one day, and I was so excited. I might have even shared this with you um, back in the day, but I was on a run, and all of a sudden, it was like this moment like just came over me where I realized my epic love story has already been written. Why can't I just trust in that and enjoy today and like just pouring like the good stuff into my life, building my friendships, my relationships, my community, myself, like really knowing who I am so that the day that somebody walks into my life, it will just, it will be effortless and it will be so good. Um, so that's one of my, my things that helped me finally rest in that desperate, in those desperate moments, I guess, of those tears and that pain of like, who's going to love me? Or is there anybody out there for me? Or like, what's wrong with me? Even, you know, all these different thoughts and then just, but it's so much more worth it than trying. And, you know, there's everybody takes different approaches to dating and um, whatever. And I'm not against any of them. But for me, it was finally just resting um, and letting go and trusting in kind of that mindset of, my epic love story is already written, so I can just chill. <laughs> you know, that's interesting because when I was at UCLA last week on their sex panel, somebody was like, how does, um, is there anything that you remind yourself of to make you feel better about whether it be waiting or just like finding that perfect relationship? And I simply said, yeah, there's that expression, just trust God's timing in your life. And it really yeah. does help. It does, and I think that's a hard, a hard one to be, like, tangible for some people, and that's totally okay, but just to be able to, like, I don't think that means sit on your couch and wait for somebody to knock on your door. We have to be proactive about putting ourselves in places where we want to meet people that we like to be around, mm-hmm. or, you know, or connecting with friends or going ahead and saying, okay, fine, I'll let that setup happen, you know, that stuff, but, um, yeah, I, let, I like that. You, Tenley, I, I'm telling you, uh, I've gotten to know you personally. You are a, a, a light in this world. You, I don't think that's a, a secret to anybody. You, you do spread the joy and you do spread love. And, and, and everybody is so excited for this wedding. And, and I want to talk about the wedding for a second uh, because, you know, we, we've talked about your love story. We've talked about the ups and downs of it. Um, but now it's time to celebrate because you are in love and you are getting married <laughs> this week. Um, is there any bachelor friends of yours through... Season 14 of The Bachelor and Bachelor Pad 2010 and Bachelor in Paradise 2015. Are there, is there anybody you have met along the way that will be at this wedding? Oh, my goodness. It kind of breaks my heart, that question. But first of all, Ben, you are such a light, too. So keep keep doing your thing. You're doing an amazing job just being you. Um, so thank you for that. But um, for the wedding, we are having... Whoops, 
We're having a really small wedding, very intimate. So there's even family members who aren't coming. Um, so it was really hard because there was this list of bachelor friends and people that would have been really fun to be able to use the opportunity of this celebration to pull people together that I haven't seen in a long while. Um, but as we were deciding on that headcount, we it just came down to the friends and family that are super immediate to us in the way of being um, daily affecting, weekly affecting our lives and holding us accountable to this awesome commitment that we're making to each other. And so it's going to be small and intimate. And uh, yeah, but I, I'm so sad that there are certain people that won't be there because it would have been a great opportunity to pull it together. Small and intimate yeah. is nice, too. Do you have something oh, yeah. old, something blue, something borrowed, uh, something <laughs> new? Working on that. So um, my grandmas up in Oregon actually aren't coming down for the wedding. They, um, both of them, their their husbands can't travel, and um, it's just better for them to stay up mm-hmm. there with them. So my, both of them are remarried, but my past, my late grandpas, um, uh, I have some hankies that I'll, I'll have of theirs and kind of in a reflection of my grandma's. So those will be like the old. Um, the borrowed is still working on that. Um, and the new is probably everything else on me and blue. Um, I gotta work on that. <laughs> so what color anyway, is eyes, blue? No, they're green. Ah, never mind. Yeah. Well, <laughs> borrowed, um, he doesn't know about this and I don't think to listen to the podcast, but, um, <laughs> but on, um, on at a rehearsal, he'll find out that our I guess something borrowed is um, his late grandfather's ring is the one that we'll use for the ceremony um, because we waited a little while on getting his forever ring. True story, mm-hmm. and so that's not going to be here. But I tracked down his late grandfather's ring, and that's what we'll wear for the wedding. That's so meaningful. I that's love that. Borrowed, so I guess we just have to work on the blue, you know, to be. Underwear, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good, well, Tenley, yeah. the next time we talk to you, are you going to be Tenley Leopold? I will be. I don't know if I'll be changing that up on my Instagram. I don't know, like, this, like the the whole thing on that, but I am so embracing being a Leopold. They're an awesome family, and isn't that a good name? It's a very nice name. Tenley Leopold <laughs> sounds so cute. Tenley, thank you so much for coming on. I can't believe we haven't had you, an epic member of the Bachelor family, on before. Aww. But congratulations. We wish the best for you two. Thanks, guys, so much. So good to hear both of your voices. Well, I hear them all the time, but so good to chat back with you as I sit in my car, usually trying to communicate with you guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. See you, Tenley. So Bye. If I were to look at Penley's fiance's name, Taylor Leopold, like I would just assume that he's good looking. Yeah, like, yeah, that totally. Name, that name alone <laughs> looks good looking, doesn't it? it? It does. It so does. It sounds very prince-like. Well, Tenley's getting married, and if you're going to any weddings this wedding season, or if you are going to be a bridesmaid, or you're a bride looking for bridesmaids' dresses... I actually have a great website you should check out. It's called Thread Up, and you're going to get a ton of money, like 90% off some of your favorite brands like Lululemon, Madewell, and Levi's for up to 90%. You need to check out ThreadUp.com. It's the largest online resale shop, and let me tell you, the prices are unreal. Like You can get a free people top or dress for like $8, and free people has a lot of cute wedding outfits. It's all very flowy and boho. Uh, you can get a Zara dress for $12 and Nike workout leggings for 19 bucks, but really they're like 60 if you were to go to the store. They have a huge selection. It's super easy to shop. You can save all your sizes and your favorite brands in shirts for exactly what you want in your size, in your style. And there's always new stuff on the site, so you're constantly checking back to see what more goodies you can get. Everything goes through a 12-point inspection process so you know that what you're getting is in total high quality condition some of the items even have their tags on 
I recently got the cutest little Cinderella dress, like the perfect spring dress that made me feel like I just popped out of a fairy tale. It's super for it's super cute for a date night. I know. Shh, shh, shh. But I love it and I feel very feminine in it. And I like it. Um, if you want to get the brands that you love for a deal, check out ThreadUp.com. I'm obsessed. You're going to be obsessed. They offer fast and free shipping and easy returns. Right now, you can get an extra 25% off your first order when you go to ThreadUp slash Almost Famous. That is T-H-R-E-D-U-P dot com slash Almost Famous for an extra 25% off already super low prices. That is ThreadUp.com slash Almost Famous for an extra 25% off today. We have a segment. So popular on this podcast, and, and and I think these two people fit into this segment, but in reality, they don't, because now they're known for a lot more than just the Bachelor world, and I'm looking at picture right now. They are one handsome couple. Hey, but because this is Almost Famous podcast, and we have a tradition to keep, this is the Who the Heck Are You segment with Peyton and Chris Landon. Peyton and Chris, you out there? Hi. What's Hi. Up, man? You know, last week I said, I was like, from Alley season, I don't know who that is. And then I saw your picture and I was like, the runner up? I know him. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Well, you guys didn't meet on the show, but you both happened to have been on the show. Tell us about how you met. Well, uh, after the season, cause, because I got second place, I don't like to say runner, second place. Uh, they were trying to get me to be the bachelor and I was flown down to an event in North Carolina with, uh, Chris Harrison and I got to bring a friend from the show with me and he had been on bachelor pad with Peyton and he was not really great at geography because he was like, Oh yeah, Peyton lives right nearby. And he thought Dallas was near North Carolina, which well, is no, not <laughs> originally. So he was like, Oh, maybe she's like right down the road, which it was funny because I happened to be in North Carolina that weekend for my mom's birthday. So Jesse Beck texted me, said, hey, I'm with my boy, Chris. Why don't you come hang out? I was like, actually, I'm really close by. So I went to hang out for the night, and nine months later, we were engaged. No way. Nine months. That's fast. And Jesse Beck, by the way, another Bachelor alum. Uh, look at that. Look how the world works. It's just like a big friend circle. You basically just met through friends, and you both all happened to be on TV. No, it was crazy because even when I was on Bachelor Pad with Jesse, he was like always talking about Chris. He was his boy, and Jesse and I got to be such good friends. And he was like, "You've got to meet him," but not in a like hookup kind of way. Oh. It's just we're friends, and we're friends, so let's all be friends. <laughs> Peyton, you were on Andy Baldwin season Bachelor Ten, and oh my Chris gosh, it seems like the dinosaur ages at this point. <laughs> yeah, there is a couple years in between, right? But you guys, I get, I guess you, Peyton, were reemerged because of Bachelor Pad. Yeah, I got this totally random phone call one day. I thought that that was all in my past. I was just living my life in Dallas, working as normal. And then they called and said, we're doing this spinoff show. Do you want to do it? And, uh, you know, I'm, I rarely say no to opportunities. And I said, what the heck? Let's do it. So it was fun. And if you hadn't done it, then you wouldn't have met Jesse. And then maybe you didn't wouldn't have met Chris. Uh, isn't it crazy how the universe works? So crazy. So and and then the both of you now, I mean, the Bachelor Nation has been awesome. You, the Bachelor show has obviously brought you two together at some level. Uh, but you move this into also participating on HGTV uh, hosting Going Yard. Uh, how did that work? Like, how did you guys transition from engagement to marriage to then hosting your own show on HGTV. Yeah, man, it's pretty amazing because I can always tell people, I'm like, you know, being on The Bachelorette led me to finding my wife and getting a TV show, which, you know, is completely amazing to me. Um, but uh, I was a landscaper beforehand, and when I was on the show, you know, they tell you your name and your occupation, and people at HGTV saw that I was a landscaper, and they had me come in for an interview, and... It went well. They sent a camera crew up here to uh, do a little test shoot, and Peyton was conveniently here that day. And you know her southern—I I made myself available. <laughs> her southern charm. <laughs> she's up there talking, and next thing you know, they gave us a show. So we started with Going Yard, and then I took over Yard Crashers, and now my new show starts airing uh, next week uh, called Lawn and Order. So uh, I've parlayed it into quite a few years of working on HGTV, which is pretty amazing. Does everybody in HGTV have a zillion shows like you? Yeah, 
it, it's funny because like after a couple of years, they'll rebrand the show and name it something different. Uh, but it's kind of like a usually it's a very similar concept. So you know, going yard, we did all different parts of the yard. Yard crashers, I ran around a Lowe's and just randomly found somebody and redid their yard for free. And now on an order, we kind of work on curb appeal of houses. Mostly people are trying to sell their house, so we go in revamp the whole front yard, and then they can sell the house for actually a bit more than when we first started. You've also done Blog Cabin, Dream Home, and Smart Home. I got to know, what is the coolest thing in home innovation today? Uh, You know what? It's pretty simple, but I love that uh, Cubist entry. Uh, So our house, I I even have it at our house now. So that way, you know, if I go for a run or if we go down to the beach, I don't have to bring my keys with me or hide them in the yard someplace. You know, I can just come back to my house and, you know, either punch in a code or, like, if you have a smartwatch, you can hook it up to the door and you just walk right in and it unlocks automatically. And to me, that's the best thing. So I don't have to worry about losing my keys or where's the house key. You don't ever need them ever again. That is so cool. You know what also be cool? If you could talk to your house, be like, hey, house, can you open the door? That's <laughs> next. I mean, it's insane what technology can do these days. That's really cool. I always think about Smart House, the Disney Channel original movie. I mean, that would that'll stay with me forever. Well, I just need uh, what's her name, Peggy from uh, Married with Children, to always just run my house. <laughs> nice. Oh, Ashley, Ashley, come on, Ben. Do you know is, how I just want to let you know that You're Mark and Disney Easton and all three of them in this room all nodded when I talked about of Smart House. It is. It's trying to make you feel good. No, no, they also want the same thing. And they will remember the movie forever. I like the titles of the HGTV shows. Did you say it was called Lawn and Order? Lawn and Order and Blog Cabin. <laughs> yep, Blog yep. Cabin. That's so cute. Um, it, it's hard to forget, though, right? I mean, just, Lawn and Order, it's perfect. I, I'm the order, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So are you both still hosting then? Um, I had to take a little hiatus because we had a baby. Um, but oh, okay. a pilot for a show, uh, we teamed up with Wayfair and it was more of a design show because I'm an interior designer. And, um, so we did a pilot for that and we're waiting, hopefully fingers crossed that, uh, that says home United. So we're hoping that that will move forward. So we were just talking earlier in the podcast, Ashley, I have two questions for you all. Let's start with this. Uh, I, I own my own home. Uh, Ashley was telling me that I was almost bragging about it early in the podcast and I was. <laughs> uh, but I need a ton of work on my house. I have a small little house in, in Denver, Colorado. Would you ever want to come help me with my yard? Oh man, that'd be so much fun. Kidding me? I, I, I mean, I, I think we could pull something off. I need your help more than, you know, um, I have a ton of things. My yard is a blank slate. I, I put a ton of work into just clearing out. So, uh, Chris and Peyton, once this podcast is done, we got to figure out a way to get you all out to Denver, Colorado, um, to, to help me uh, renovate uh, my, my, my beautiful lawn uh, that right now does not look great. Yeah, Chris, you can go to Denver and hang with Ben as you do the lawn. And then, Peyton, if you want to come and decorate my new apartment, it would be just the perfect girls and guys weekend. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, yes. Wait, time out, time out. I read something. Did someone die in your apartment or something? (laughs) We were just talking about that earlier. I know, I saw. Did you favor that tweet? I don't want her going and dealing with people's spirits or something, okay? No, no, I I looked it up. It was all clear. No one died in house. (laughs) We, uh, okay, that's the question. My second follow-up question is, if somebody were to pass away in your house, for whatever reason, Chris and Peyton, what what are your thoughts on that? Would it cause you to move out? No. So when when my parents first bought their house, my mom bought some sage from uh, a, like a Native American store. And what you do is you burn it in all the windows and the corners of the house to get rid of evil spirits. So my like something Ashley were to do. I've, yeah, I've done Ashley, it. Go ahead. My my <laughs> my best friend. One time she was here. She brought a lot of negativity, like a lot, and then it even resulted in her being hospitalized at Cedar Sinai. Like she just brought a whole ton of dark clouds to my apartment. So yeah, I went to the the spiritual store and I saged and I did it in the proper manner because I didn't want my my then new apartment to be tainted. Sounds like she needs an exorcism more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is, I mean, I, I'm really interested now because you are one of the, the few couples uh, from this world 
um, to really uh, meet some, from some avenue during The Bachelor, parlay it into a really great career uh, not on television, but I'm sure that wasn't your intent uh, when you all got together. I know that to be the case. How does The Bachelor affect you two still today? Uh, I mean, The Bachelor, the Bachelor's pretty, been pretty amazing for both of us, I think. I mean, it led to not only us getting together in the TV show, but, I mean, even to this day, you know, we were on, I was on, what, like eight eight years ago now? Mm-hmm. Like a decade ago. And, you know, I'll be on a flight and people walk up and be like, hey, you're the kid from The Bachelor, Bachelorette, aren't you? And, you know, even eight years later, to still be recognized from that show kind of just tells you the impact, and you two obviously know that firsthand, the impact of that show, like how many millions of people watch every week and, you know, watch every single season. And once they know you're on there, they just, you know, have like so many questions for you about it. But, you know, just the impact of that show on a day-to-day basis, people just always recognize. They're so supportive, too. People are just nice, and they, they love to see the success that's come from the show. They love to see our family and different things that we've done professionally, and it's nice. Um, It's nice to have that support. Who are you still in touch with today? Um, Chris has, like, a text chain with, like, all the guys from his season. You still have a text chain? That's amazing. uh, Oddly enough, when we got married, we got married, uh, what, like a year and a half after we met, and uh, Roberto, who I lost to, who was first place, he was actually at our wedding. Uh, We had probably about four or five guys from 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 my season at the wedding. And, uh, you know, we still meet up every couple of years. And like I said, like the text chain, uh, like we, there's 15 guys on it, I think 12 or 15 guys from our, from my season. It's crazy. And we, though, text, too, we text every week. more. They're or less. now like moving on to everybody's announcing that they're having kids. And so it's really neat to see, <laughs> you know, the evolution of their friendship and their families and relationships. And, um, it's cool, but, I, I don't keep in touch really with that many girls from my season. Everybody kind of fell off the map, but I do still talk to Henley and um, Natalie Getz and some of the girls from Bachelor Pad. Oh, we had uh, Tenley on just earlier. Oh, just love her. I'm so excited she's getting married. Me too. It's such a fairy tale for her. Yes, it is. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you coming on. This is so. This has been so cool, and I can't wait to plan our decorating weekends. <laughs> hey, we're on it. And Ben, hey, before I'm you leave, to come to Colorado, and believe me, I'll make that front yard the best in the block, guarantee. I, I was going to say we got to set that up. We're going to do it, and then we're going to talk about it again on the podcast. Uh, I need your help. I'm, I'm not joking about this. It's a good opportunity for us to get together, hang out, uh, mess around in the yard for a couple days. Uh, make make this house look beautiful. But also, before you go, I need you both uh, to fill all of our listeners in once again on, on the upcoming show. Uh, well, uh, so my new show comes on May 12th on the DIY Network at 8 p.m. Uh, Law and Order, so tune in. Hard name to forget. Uh, and I uh, <laughs> appreciate everyone watching. It's awesome. Hey, thank you. Bye, guys. All right, Thanks, bye, guys. guys. So we've gotten to talk to Tinley. We've talked to Chris and Peyton Lampton. Uh, we want to also talk about one of our favorite sponsors, Hubble. Are you tired of overpaying for uncomfortable contact lenses? Do you ever wear your contact lenses to save money? I've done it many times before. You sleep in your contacts, you wear your contacts over and over and over again just to save that extra dollar. Well, I'm telling you about Hubble because you can get a fresh pair of lenses every single day for less. 60 contacts for 30 bucks. It's a buck a day, half the price of other brands. Go to HubbleContact.com and get the first two weeks for free. They're quality daily lenses for half the price of the other guy. Contacts are expensive because four companies controlled 97% of the market. Well, that is until now. Hubble sells directly to you, so they can offer contacts for half the price. They can send you to an optometrist if you don't have a prescription today. Getting contacts has never been more convenient and affordable. No more overpaying or overwearing. I'm telling you, this is what you should do. Go to HubbleContact.com and get your first two weeks free. No, you heard me. That's free. F-R-E-E. Free. That's 15 pairs of lenses for, again, free. So go to HubbleContact.com and get 2020 vision for half the price. That's Hubble, H-U-B-B-L-E, Contact.com. Go out there. I want to see you. You want to see me. Let's see together.
you know, a few weeks ago, we kind of went through all the bachelor relationships that existed out there, and we forgot a couple, and, and that's our mistake. We realize that. Um, but it doesn't mean that there isn't a lack of love for this couple. We have Derek Pace on the line. He is dating Taylor. They met in Bachelor in Paradise. Derek, are you out there? They're not just dating, Ben. They're engaged. I, okay, sorry. What's the difference? Oh, apparently a lot. We were just talking about the engagement being a wedding planning process. Derek, hello. Derek, this just in. Derek is in the bathroom. So, in other Bachelor news, did you know that Channing Tatum hung out with Ari yesterday at some race car fest? (laughs) Okay, so here's my question. Does that make Channing Tatum less cool, or does that make Ari more cool? I mean, I thought the same thing. It definitely makes Channing less cool and Ari more cool. I mean, I'm sure that you know how like all the headlines like Channing Tatum hangs out with Ari Lyondek. They're not hanging out. They pose for a picture together. Oh, they did. They hung out. They hung out and Channing cut a video saying hi to Lauren. They hung out, I think. Whoa. I mean, maybe for only three minutes, but still. Uh, I mean, that's pretty, that's a big deal. Channing Tatum, so uh, yesterday when this came out, um, I have an episode uh, of from Lip Sync Battle that will be coming out in the next couple of weeks. So I, I Googled Channing Tatum's name because as soon as I hear his name, what it reminds me of is his Lip Sync Battle that he participated with his um, ex-wife. former wife, right? They're, they're getting ex-wife, they're getting a divorce. But that's how I know Channing Tatum. I also know him as uh, America's true heartthrob, right? I mean, he has to be, the, the most eligible batch on the market now, right? Uh, I would say so. He's pretty high up. I would say he's really high up there. It's like him and Chris Pratt What now. about Josh Demel? He's up uh, there, too. Oh, Josh Demel, too. He has a girlfriend now. But I think Chris Pratt yeah, and Jerry Tatum are a little bit higher. I, uh, I'm actually I'm, I'm wondering if the reaction will be similar to when I hang out with Ari at the Indy 500 this year. I'm going to the Indy 500, and when I meet Ari, I wonder if he'll have me do a video for Lauren, and uh, I wonder if the tabloids and, <laughs> and headlines will be like, Ben Higgins and Ari Lyondike, hang out. Hey, Ben, what don't you go to? What aren't you going to, sporting-related? Uh, I've never been to the Super Bowl. Okay, well, that's I've been to the Super Bowl. I've been to two. <laughs> yeah, I've been to two. Is Derek back from the bathroom? He's been gone for no, so long. Here. Oh, he's here. Derek's he, no, back. He's back. Oh, he's geez. back. Yay. Hey, guys. <laughs> well, sure you have. That's what I say, too, when, uh, when I have to take a little break. <laughs> have you ever been on a call before and somebody, like, forgets to put, the, put it on mute and they do that? <laughs> oh, you took your phone into the bathroom? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's never happened to us before. But is that something you would think of when you were on The Bachelor and you were mic'd up when you were went, when you went to the bathroom? Oh, totally. Yeah, I had I had a mic situation once where it fell into that area. The toilet? <laughs> no, no, like into my underwear. And so I had to it was a it was a job. In oh, oh, so, wow. Jeez, how does that even? Derek, uh, okay, enough <laughs> enough of the of the bathroom talk. We're glad you bat you're back. You made us wait about fifteen minutes for you, so I hope you feel better. Um, <laughs> we're really here to talk about your relationship with Taylor. Um, we we were just discussing uh, preparing uh, for this interview, and and I know Ash has a thousand questions for you, but what I noticed is the two of you are very cute on Instagram, and this is something that's always been interesting to me. Uh, how often and how many times do you have to pose for these pictures that you're posting? <laughs> so I have a whole, I started doing a, uh, I was going to do a series of them, but um, I got yelled at for it. So there's like a whole, probably a hundred pictures that I have on my phone where Taylor's like smiling and looking cute and I'm just eye rolling because I've had enough of it. <laughs> so it's, it's funny, you know, it, it, it's like, Selfie is such a big thing. I, I don't know if you guys have noticed, I post on Instagram like once a week. I am not an Instagram person. so. How um, often do you get the John Krasinski thing, especially now that he's having quite the high with A Quiet Place, which is quite outstanding? A, a well, you guys know I've leaned into it. Um, <laughs> I think everybody, I, I, I probably have a 5,000 DMs saying, oh my God, did you know that you look like John Krasinski? But it's becoming I, more and more of a compliment. Day. Yeah, exactly. I'll take it all day. That's, especially when it comes to the office. I mean, everybody loved his character. So, um, God forbid I'd be, you know, 
connected to Dwight. I'd rather <laughs> be Jim. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Well, people say I look like Jim Carrey, so I think you're winning. What? <laughs> Wait, did Sometimes you guys I get pictures? it. You see Jim Carrey <laughs> you in yourself? Pictures of, of, of Vinny from my season when he like he looked like Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. People like morphed their faces together. <laughs> When he was on the basketball. No, I've never seen that. Oh, that's when he used to have the Caesar cut. Yep, exactly. Yeah, okay. Now I can see it with that haircut. Well, Derek, uh, your girlfriend, your fiance, she is the queen of emotional intelligence. How much do you make fun of her for that? And how much um, does she psychoanalyze you at home? She, I think she needs to write a book. I think she needs to write her own book on emotional intelligence. I don't know why she's not leveraging that. Uh, no, sometimes I have to say, take off your therapist pants, uh, you know, and no, those aren't her normal pants. Those that we do that too. But. <laughs> uh, it doesn't happen as often. As think, right? <laughs> it doesn't happen as often as you think. Which pair of pants are you removing more? The, the therapist ones. The therapist ones. No, she actually has this thing that she calls when she has to help when, when, when her friends call her just to talk, being a a friend to this. So she tries to turn that off most of the time. You know, that's like not how she she operates on a daily basis. Uh, you lived in I, Iowa, right? Um, the home totally. of Chris of Chris Souls. Do you still live in Iowa? Uh-huh. No, right. No, I'm in I'm in uh, Connecticut actually. Where's Taylor? She is in Seattle. Ooh, we do the long distance thing. You do. Yeah. Well, we usually see each other like three weeks out of a month, but um, so right now she's in Seattle, and then she comes and stays with me for a while, and then heads back over there. So how does that work? Like weekends? Is that what you're talking about? No, like full weeks. She'll stay here for like a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. Nice. nice. Hey, Derek, I, I, I have to ask you a question that is a little bit intrusive, and, and, and I mean <laughs> this in, in the best possible way, because I think everybody out there that's listening will probably be able, be able to relate, and I, and, I, and I want you to be able to talk about this openly. Taylor did not uh, come off, and let's not blame the show. Let's talk about I want to talk about you for a second. Taylor did not okay. come off the best during uh-huh. her season uh, of The Bachelor, and, and I think that was, that was clear. She was, there's a lot of strife and controversy around Taylor and, and some of her relationships on the show, but totally. you looked past that, and so let's just like not take that out of the picture now. You were able to look past that and say, no, I just want to get to know this woman for who she is. How did you do that? Why did you do that, and was it difficult for you? Um, okay, so the very first thing, I had the same perception as everybody else did. I, like, walking in there, I, I did not want to get to know Taylor at all. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she was she thought the same way about me, that whole reality Steve, Olivia, BS thing that, that came out. You know, we, we like, both of us were, like, not interested in each other at all. And uh, we just sat there on that. I don't know, whatever they call them, cabana thing for like three hours and we could not stop talking to each other. So how did I do it? I mean, we just, you know, we just couldn't get away from each other. It wasn't about how, what, or like, you know, who was looking for a rose. I mean, we just couldn't stop talking. So it was just natural. But it wasn't easy. I mean, it's interesting that you both went into it with this, this idea that, Hey, I'm not interested, but you allowed both like your walls to kind of be broken down. I think that's incredible. And I wanted to hear that. Uh, because I remember watching it, and I think Ashley and I were were analyzing Bachelor in Paradise during that time. I said, "I like this couple. Like this couple is is a great couple. I I, I see them as very similar." I remember this, uh, Ashley. You were talking about it. it's very similar to the Carly and Evan situation in my eyes, where it's like you can see that this is a legit couple. Like you can watch it and go, "This is bigger than any television show." That is oh, true. Ben, we like you guys too. No, <laughs> yes, I I pick up yeah. on I picked up on that. No, totally. But if you go in with an open heart, that's what it comes down to. You know, like if you're if you're going in with an open Instagram feed and just trying to get more followers, then it's inevitably going to be a pain in the ass time because you're just trying to get screen time and people are going to hate you for that. You know, we both just went in with open hearts and it was, you know, just kind of like we just gravitated towards each other, which sounds cheesy, but it's so true. You guys have been together Good. for a year. Are you wedding planning or, you know, are you just like we're, we're young and enjoying ourselves? Yeah, we're taking it 
slow on that front. This is actually my my sister's getting married next month, so this is her year. I'm giving her that one. <laughs> you are your best friend from the franchise is Wells. Am I correct? You are correct. So, have you guys gone on a double date with him and Sarah, or would you plan on doing that? We did. So, um, we spent actually like all of the New Year's time with Wells and Sarah. And uh, it was creepy because Sarah and Taylor are very weirdly a lot alike. It was it was kind of fun. So, um, yeah, we went we went and did did uh, all the whole New Year's night, and then we watched the show and did drunk Snapchat with them and all that good stuff. That was for the beginning of our season, actually. How are they so alike? Uh, just all the like little quirks and stuff, and the things they say. They would like they jinx each other like five different times. It was crazy. All right. Well, Derek, uh, we need to have you and Taylor on at the same time one time, maybe during Paradise, and you guys can give your thoughts about the new couples. There you go. I can't wait to just tell my opinion on everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You're pretty active on Twitter, though. You may not be an Instagram guy, but you're a tweeter. Yeah, I am. I, uh... I kind of have like an ADHD brain, so that's how I just get it out of my head and just boom. <laughs> all right. Well, we're looking forward to all your feedback come the next Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise season. And we wish you and Taylor the best of luck. So sorry that we forgot to add you to the list of successful couples. We will never forget that again. I won't hold it against you. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Derek. Cool. We-, we appreciate you. Awesome to be on. Bye. All right, you guys, your favorite segment. It's coming up. Ben bitches. Ben, I don't want to politically correct Ben bitches. Do not make this one into a sermon. Just straight up bitch, okay? Uh, I think I can get you. I mean, I'm not trying to sermonate the world. There's a lesson in every Ben bitches. I don't want a lesson. Well, it's a solution. It's (laughs) my solution to what I'm angry about. That's how I see it. I also got a solution uh, if if you can't keep track of your time these days. A lot of us don't carry around the watches, but I think the watches are back. I think the watches are a big deal. They're fashionable. They're easy uh, to keep track of where you're at, when you're at it. And I want to tell you about the best watches on the market. That's movement watches. But movement watches is not just watches anymore. It's also sunglasses. And I want to tell you about the sunglasses. Spring is right around the corner, and movement is dropping all new sunglasses to get you ready for the warmer weather. My sister just got a pair of movement sunglasses and she got them intentionally to look like Haley Baldwin. And I'm real to say, she looks like Haley Baldwin to them. They're really cool. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of sunglasses that make me look like Haley Baldwin. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, had, I, I have uh, very sensitive eyes, so sunglasses are big for me. I, I love my movement sunglasses. So, so now I'm a movement watch and sunglass out, and they're go to shades for all men and women. The guys at Movement don't just make great watches. They also make great sunglasses, and they have a ton of new styles out for you right now. Here's my problem with sunglasses. I got all these cheap pairs that look terrible, but every time I buy a $200 pair, I feel like I get ripped off. Well, our friends at Movement, yeah, the watch guys, they kind of felt the same way. So they thought, screw it. How about we make quality, trendy sunglasses at a fair price? These things aren't plastic. They're acetate. You can get them polarized. And they start at just $70. These are seriously my go-to shades. I wear them all spring. I have very sensitive eyes. When I'm driving or I'm out working in the yard or I'm taking a walk, I need sunglasses. We all need sunglasses. Protect your eyes from damaging sun rays. And if you're going to protect your eyes, make sure you're protecting them with movement. These are high-quality, premium acetate frames. No cheap plastic here. you got to see these. They have lots of styles to choose from. Classic, trendy, round, aviator, mirrored, polarized. For him and her, men and women, you're sure to find the perfect pair. So, you need sunglasses for this spring. And you want to look good. And you trust movement because you've had their watches. Or maybe you haven't had their watches. If you trust movement or you trust this podcast for us endorsing movement, Here's what you got to do. You got to get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movement.com slash almost famous. You know movement for how they're revolutionized the watch industry. Now the time to check out their sunglasses. Go to movement.com slash almost famous. Join the movement today. You won't regret it. Protect your eyes. We need you to. All right, Ben, are you ready to bitch? I'm, I'm so ready. This is one that I, I actually am very passionate about that I, I thought about last night as I was almost ready to punch a wall. Really? Getting fired I'm up. I'm ready. 
Actually, I, I'm not even going to let you enter me into this because I just want to talk about it right now. I've been waiting Go. all podcasts for this, okay? Okay. I like I like people a ton. And I, and I believe that people are the like engine and vessel that will completely change the world for good. And I like dealing with people. I like talking to people. And this is where I get angry. How many times a day do we call a customer service line? If, if it's your cable network or it's your cell phone service or it's your insurance or, or whatever it is, and you have to talk to a freaking robot. Wait a second. It's I can't believe this is what you're bitching about. I can't believe it. <laughs> Why? And because... don't interrupt me when I'm mad because when you interrupt me mad, I get really angry. But actually, go ahead. I was going to Insta story this exact same thing this weekend. I mean, like just make fun of myself when I'm on the phone with a robot because it'll be like, what are you calling about? I'll be like, transfers and then they'll be like we need you to get more specific transfers about this i'm like yeah transfers from one bank account to another and then it's like um i didn't quite hear you uh transferring from one bank account to another pardon me and it's just like "Ah!" and my facial expression and this the the fury that pulses through me now take over your segment again well that was it I'm done. You said it. You've got it. That was, we're good. So Ashton, I both think this is ridiculous. Uh, we need to deal with people more often. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I was, I'm just mad about going in circles with this, with customer service people. It's just so annoying that it's always like, I didn't quite hear you. Did you say this? And then you just want to throw your phone against the wall. Is that what you just said that you wanted to throw your phone against the wall? No, you said you I wanted said to punch, punch a wall. wall but yeah. yeah, yeah, very similar. Yeah, it's not, it's not fun. We should get people back on the line. Uh, I, the computers are no longer fun to deal with. Can I bitch about your bed and bitches last week? Oh, yeah, you can say whatever you'd like. You know how I was talking about how people are riding on bikes in the middle of the road? And they're like, you sounded so ignorant talking about riding bikes on the road. And I'm like, okay, so now you're bitching at me for bitching. Yes, I know it's illegal in many places to ride your bike on the sidewalk. I'm not saying that there's anything you can really do about it. I'm simply expressing that it's annoying when we all have to merge into another lane because you insist on biking on it sorry guys i'm gonna stick with this one i think you need your own thing i think you just got it <laughs> this is now no longer me this is you no you, you, you get you you get your moment to express everything because here's the thing actually what i've noticed is one tweet will really kind of like get under your skin like one person can really like fire you up and so i think every week if you really thought about it at some point during the week you've gotten really fired up about something so let's just transfer this over no ben that's the whole thing is i'm very natural when it comes to bitching it's part of me you don't do it that's why we have the segment okay yeah well, i was just gonna say i was gonna give you your moment to to release yourself i really really need to step back i'm sorry guys this is ben's segment next week i won't even agree if i do agree with him I, I cannot disagree with you, Ashley. I think everything that you say typically is is spot on, um, and I think you're just kind of tweaking the the world uh, to get more in line uh, with what is logical, what is uh, rational, uh, what is just correct, and and so everything that you say, I think is is spot on. I I, I wonder if if Ashley's like if you could just step up on a pedestal during every podcast and we just let you lose how good it could be no no that's not good see i'm good if i if you give me like 30 seconds be like ashley what's annoying 30 seconds boom i could tell you in a couple sentences you on the other hand can go on a total monologue about it and it's flowy and articulate and i'm jealous and you spin it around in the right direction well ashley i know one of our closest friends in bachelor nation is in studio right now uh, we have a, a pressing topic. Uh, I see on Instagram and social media that Jared participated in Bachelor in Paradise Australia. Uh, I'll let you two kind of take it in studio here. Jared, I know there's an email out there from one of our wonderful listeners. Ashley, what does it say? Well, we're going to leave them in suspense for a moment because we have to talk about BioClarity, which I think Jared's a fan of too, which is why his skin is super glowy. It's because of BioClarity. And you Obviously. brought it to Australia, didn't you? Of course I did. Why wouldn't I? 
I don't know. You know that when you're in paradise, it's hard to keep up with that skincare routine, but BioClarity, they make it easy. They have two different daily routines, and you can use whichever one matches your skin type the best. Whether you're looking for clear skin or just a healthy skincare routine, BioClarity has you covered. BioClarity now offers you two skincare routines, either the clear skin routine, which you cleanse, treat, restore. It's clinically proven to fight acne, soothe skin, reduce pore size, minimize redness, even out skin tone, all the good stuff. It's good for everything, whether you have oily, combination, or blemish-prone skin. It targets the root of your breakouts, and you can see results in just two weeks, which is a lot different than a lot of other acne regimens. Then there's the essential routine, which you cleanse, restore, hydrate. It's best for normal, dry, and dehydrated skin. It's not going to clog your pores. It's lightweight. It's going to soften your skin with hydrate, a lightweight, breathable, moist moisturizer. It helps minimize redness, reduce pore size, and even out skin tone. BioClarity products are loaded with nourishing plant extracts and Floralux. Floralux is a clever form of chlorophyll, which is proven to soothe away blemishes. It's also an antioxidant. It heals, and it's anti-inflammatory that can feed your skin from the outside in. It's like green juice for your face. It's going to detoxify and rebalance. So how about you start a healthy skin habit and get glowing clear skin just like so many of our listeners who rave about this product, Jared, Ben, me, all of us, and just head over to bioclarity.com. Our listeners are going to get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings. It comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you need to enter our code, which is FAMOUS. That is bioclarity.com and enter our code Famous. So, guys, as Ben mentioned, we are sitting here with Jared Haben, which is the which is he is one of the new co-hosts of the Help I Suck at Dating podcast, along with with our bestie Dean. That's right. Yes, I am. And he has come. He is about to record his other podcast here in the iHeart Studio. And I but, am. But then I was sifting through these emails, and I found one that pertained to him specifically. Oh boy. It is from Ilsa. It says, Hi, Ben and Ashley. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. It's the one I listen to every week without fail. Thank you so much. I would love for you both to chat about Bachelor in Paradise Australia since Americans like Grant, Daniel McGuire, and Jared are on it. Have you two been watching? What do you think about all that's going on? And do you think that Bachelor in Paradise this year will have lots of internationals? And do you think that these international couples that come out of the show will have a shot in the real world? Would so appreciate to hear what you think of this. Love you lots. Well, Jared, yeah, I guess this question really kind of pertains to me, seeing how I was on the show. I will say I didn't. I haven't watched it. Uh, you left for it in mid-November. Uh, yeah, so I filmed in uh, November, early November, early to mid-November. I went to go film. I was down in uh, Fiji for about two, two and a half weeks, where I was filming Bachelor in Paradise Australia. It was actually kind of weird because I got uh, an email. I was actually I got a call to do Winter Games at first, and then Warner Brothers Australia reached out to me and said, "Hey, we're interested in having you on our Bachelor in Paradise. We're doing our first season." I thought it was a joke until I got a call from Australia saying, no, this is an actual show that we want you to perform down in Australia with us. Perform. Perform, you know, you know, <laughs> put on a performance for us, Jared. That's what you do best. <laughs> and so long story short, I went down there and uh, I'm really glad I did. Um, so Jared, first of all, I, Jared and I were convinced that we they both didn't want us in Winter Games, though. Oh, uh, no, we were like, definitely convinced did... of that. It would, yeah, it we would have made no sense if both of us went because it would have been. You would have seen it. You've seen it before. <laughs> Um, um, but what was I saying? <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So tell us about like, did you find anyone there? Did you kiss anyone there? I haven't watched. I don't know. Uh, so did I kiss anybody? Uh, man, you were just gonna have to watch watch the show. I I mean, I guess so. It just aired. Didn't it was kind of just. Is it, it just aired? so? Long story short, it just aired. It was weird because it filmed back in November. It just aired this past month. My exit actually was last night. And so um, I didn't kiss anybody there. I was there for about five row ceremonies. I did the most prototypical Jared thing, which was just kind of coast through, not kiss anybody. And then as soon as somebody showed interest, I was like, well, see you later. And um, the funny thing is that even though uh, you weren't kissing anyone, these girls still wanted you. They were like, no, well, no, he's in the not beginning, kissing me, but I still want his rose. Well, then- <laughs> well, in the beginning, it was I was definitely forming a lot of friendships. I became really close with a lot of people. And then towards the end, there was a couple of girls who were like, I really want to get to know you on a deeper level. And That's what girls 
always feel from you, but then they don't, they, you take, do they actually, yes, are you sure? Yes. And then you like just drag it out of them where they're like, excuse me, I'm not sure where this is headed, but I think I need to clarify. I would like a romantic <laughs> relationship here. You seem to be friend zoning me. And then I deflect for a good two hours <laughs> and then walk away. And then it's just a uh, game over after that. Um, but uh, do I think the relationships could last? So I want to see, first of all, Isla, you should also listen to the Help I Suck at Dating podcast because <laughs> Dean and myself try very hard on that podcast and we think we do a good job. So, um, Well, I will have to say that I think that the success rate is going to be even slimmer when you factor in the internationals, just as we saw with Bachelor Winter Games. It's just even harder to yeah. keep an international relationship, especially with you guys, because that's one conf- continent and then you're like a whole 12-hour flight away? Yeah, so I think that was the most difficult part. I will say, though, I feel like there were probably a number of contestants within this Australian Bachelor in Paradise that would have been willing to move to America. Um, oh. So it would be interesting to see if they bring in contestants for the Bachelor in Paradise America. They definitely Internet. will. Oh, I think they will as well. But it'll be interesting to see if any Americans would be willing to move to different countries for them. I don't know. It is kind of a stretch, I feel. I heard there was a rumor that there was potential international contestants coming on last year to Bachelor in Paradise had things been different. Been more normal. Exactly. So um, I don't think it's going to be really that abnormal if they bring international contestants on this paradise. We had Winter Games. We had the Bachelor of Paradise Australia where they brought Americans in. They also brought Canadians. There was this guy from Bachelor of Canada named Thomas that came there. So I think it might become a little bit of the norm for a little while to see if this works out. Let's bring international contestants on. Well, I just have to say that Yuki did make an appearance this week in America, in L.A., and oh. uh, and uh, I think this weekend may have been a Bachelor in Paradise casting weekend. Who I don't really know. know. Who really knows for Who sure? Who does know for sure? But, you know, Yuki has entered the country, and that's always good news. That's uh, always great for America. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys, that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, make sure to tune in to Jared and Dean and Vanessa on this week's Help I Suck at Dating podcast. Um, just listen to the all the iHeart podcasts, you know, all your Bachelor favorites here in the iHeart Radio Ryan Seacrest studio. Pretty cool, right? Until next time, if you feel the need to contact Ben and I, you can email Ashley and Ben. Oh, no, it is Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. Tweet at us, rate us. Send all your love. Send all your hate. We love it all. And um, I've been Ashley. And I've been Ben. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.